So this past week here at the parish, uh, we've been having, we had a week-long day camp starting on Monday, uh, July 26th, all the way till yesterday, the 31st. We had teens, about close to 40 of them. We had younger kids th between third grade and seventh grade, close to 35. Um, and we had about 10 to 15 adults with us uh, through the week. Yesterday, we ended our camp with a trip to Six Flags, uh, Great Adventure in New Jersey. We left at 6.30 a.m. in the morning, and we reached here close to midnight. So I know some of us who are present here in Mass were part of that trip, and, uh, and you can imagine how tired we may be. We were about 54 of us who, who went on this trip yesterday, about 12 adults, 42 teens, and I don't know if you've been to Six Flags, but if you have, you know how big um, the, um, the property is. And it, it was a weekend, Saturday, very busy. One of the reasons why people go to Six Flags is for the roller coasters. So if you're not into roller coasters, maybe that's not your thing. And there are many roller coasters that you can ride at Six Flags. And one of the biggest roller coaster, or, or the star attraction, let's say, is called King the Cup. It is the tallest and the fastest roller coaster in, um, in North America. It, uh, it, it, it goes up to 456 feet. It's about 45 stories in a building. It, it, um, it goes from 0 to 128 miles in 3.5 seconds. And you can imagine that's where a number of them wanted to go. And obviously there are many other roller coasters, um, you know, you could, um, you could imagine. But in the midst of the roller coasters, there was a lot of other things going on. There was a lot of walking to get to the roller coasters. There was a lot of waiting the weekend. There was the heat. And then we had teens with different likings. Some of them loved the roller coasters. Some didn't want to get on the roller coasters. For some, the first roller coaster was the end, no more. And you got to navigate in the midst of all of them. And so, as you can imagine, in the groups, we divided ourselves into smaller groups with, um, with, a, with adults to accompany them. There must have been a lot of grumbling, especially when there was somebody who was super excited to go on a roller coaster, maybe king the car, and others, no, 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 let's try the smaller one. You know, I don't like um, the heights. I don't like the roller coaster spinning around. Um, so there was a lot of grumbling very much like what we hear in today's first reading. People, the Israelites, were grumbling um, to Moses and Aaron because they were here in the desert, probably without food, 
and, um, and it was not a pretty sight. Also on this trip to Six Flags, I was with a group, because I, you know, we said we made groups. I was with a group of super, let's say high energy teens, right? So, so we managed to go on the, let's say, the fastest roller coasters or the, or the best roller coasters in the beginning. So we went on something called the Jersey Devil, the Joker, we did the King the Car. So by the afternoon, we were done, you know, with, with the most important ones. Apart from that, the kids were um, so high, uh, you know, so energetic that they were also, they helped me cut lines. Um, you know, there were times that I, I, I was left back because there were certain teens who wanted to use the restroom, they wanted to do some, certain things, so I was left back. So the others went way ahead, they got on the line, they went way ahead. And then all I had to do is wait for somebody to come and get me in. So I learned how to cut lines uh, on this trip. And so, so with this group, you know, by, I guess, early evening, we had done all the great rides. And the rides that we wanted to do um, were temporarily shut down. Every time we went to a ride that we wanted to do, it was shut down. So there came a point when we were just walking and walking and walking. We didn't want to do the simple, the kids, I mean, kids didn't want to do the simple, um, you know, rides. So the question was, I'm, you know, one of, the, um, one, of, one of the person in my group was complaining, oh, I'm getting bored, you know, what, we're just walking. Um, what do we do next, you know? So, so this is what um, we ended up doing. We ended up going on King the Car the second time, the tallest and the fastest roller coaster, right? Um, St. Augustine writes in his Confessions, You are made for us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So in a sense, in this situation um, that I was with my group, uh, we can sense, not the same, but the sense of restlessness that, okay, we're not getting on the roller coasters, you know, I'm getting bored. Um, let's do something and we have a similar sense of restlessness um, a spiritual restlessness that all of us have in us so in that sense we are all seekers we're seeking we're seeking that more in the gospel today we encounter a crowd of people who even though they were fed, you know, we, we had the multiplication of the loaves, um, you know, last Sunday uh, in the gospel. Even though they are, they are fed, they still want to go back to Jesus. They are still seeking. They want to go back to him. They are still thirsty and hungry. Um, and it seems it's beyond the bodily hunger that they have. So Jesus not only feeds them with bread, but he also feeds them with his word. And so in us, there's not only a bodily hunger, but there's also a spiritual hunger and thirst. So not only do we need an earthly bread, but we also need the bread of life that comes down from heaven, which is the Holy Eucharist in Christ himself, which nourishes our inner life. 
St. Thomas uh, Aquinas used this ana analogy between the bodily hunger and the spiritual hunger and uh, he speaks about the material food, the material food that we eat becomes a part of ourselves uh, and it gives us the strength that we lose, it increases our vitality. Similarly, the spiritual food, which is the Eucharist, changes the person to itself. So the effect of the spiritual food is a conversion to Christ. We become the body of Christ. We become Christ. And, and that is the goal of the Eucharist. So, so the Eucharist has a twofold effect. It transforms us into Christ, but it also restores that spiritual energy that we may lose whenever we sin whenever we do certain things that displease God, whenever we don't follow God, whenever we disobey God, that restoration happens at the Eucharist. St. John Paul II said, from the Eucharist comes the strength to live the Christian life and the zeal to share it with others. So even though the Israelites were grumbling God provided um, them with bread. He is a provider. Similarly, even though we um, at um, Six Flags were, you know, grumbling and at different moments, we were provided with everything. Because at the end of the day, the expression on most of the teams was, we're satisfied. We're satisfied being here. St. Paul, in um, our second reading today, asked us to let go of our old self and put on the new self, which is Christ. And what does that mean? That means that we've got to think like Christ, we've got to have a mind of Christ, we've got to ha have a heart of Christ. And that is what we are called to. So let us not only celebrate Eucharist, which we so beautifully do coming here today, but also let us live the Eucharist. Let us be the Eucharist. That is the goal. That is the, that is the mission that each one of us have as we leave today and as we return every single day to Christ.